Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Yes, indeed. We get to do this after another win. Welcome into the Sunday Smash. That's a smiling Ira Schofel. I'm a smiling Jeff Cameron. And somewhere you're out there in the interwebs smiling away as well as you should be. Knowles win. And in many ways, Ira, this is so much more satisfying than the win against Syracuse because right. this had this had a ton of what for to it. They didn't just win with a few breaks here and there. They made North Carolina quit, and they were down 10 to nothing on the road in the first quarter, looking like their usual sorry road selves when they said, F that. That's not what we're doing. That's not what we're about. And from that point forward, it really imposed their will on North Carolina physically, dominated both sides of the line of scrimmage. Ira, this is it. This is the moment where you go, Eureka, proof of concept. Kids are still buying in. What a goddamn game. <laughs> you definitely like to think. And, you know, it's funny. I was going back to uh, – I was thinking back to the Louisville game, the second half of the Louisville game. And, mm-hmm. and uh, I know you felt like they had maybe turned a corner uh, by what we saw in the second half of the game. We were like, okay, well, we need to see it the next week. And then, sure enough, they come out and beat Syracuse. Didn't look great in all phases. Had some rough moments. Didn't play great yeah. defensively for sure. But they got a win. And then here they go in this game where – I mean, if you had to map out how they were going to need to win the game, this is what we talked about in the War Chant Report. Control the football, run, run the it. football, um, you know, get, you know, just con- contain the passing game, um, you know, get pressure on Sam Howell, which they did as the game went on. Uh, so they did what they had to do, but I don't think any of us believed that they could do it. And so that's big, man. It's big for, you know, A, it's big for these players, but also I think it's big for this coaching staff for yes, fans to see – that, hey, these guys might have a clue of what they're doing. Yeah, that, Ira, it's huge, man. I, I'm telling you, I mean, they those guys obviously behind closed doors just put their head down and go to work. But, you know, from, from the outside where all the noise is, obviously, you can begin to get a little worried that whatever the messaging is, it's beginning to wear off. Because when the results don't match that work ethic or intensity or the messaging, you begin to worry that they're ignoring a lot of what's being said. But Clearly, nothing can be further from the truth. They have bonded. They have continued to work hard. Uh, I'm not saying that this is a team that's going to go on to rattle off a bunch of wins. They still have a, as Mike Norvell noted, they still have a long way to go. They still have a lot to work on. They've got to get better overall in a lot of areas. But I do think that that work ethic and that belief in what those coaches are telling them, it, it has to be 
uh, or else they wouldn't have been able to win a game like this. They wouldn't have gone on the road down 10 to nothing in the midst of a here we go again moment, uh, jump off sides on fourth. And, you know, all the kind of stuff that they do. If you didn't believe in those coaches, if you didn't believe in the day-to-day, hour-to-hour, minute-to-minute work ethic that they preach about trying to get better and doing things the right way, then this comeback wouldn't have been possible. So they, they are absolutely bought in with these coaches. People are calling for the keg stand, Jeff. I think didn't we renegotiate that out okay. of the keg stand to tequila shots? We did. Okay, Maybe here's what set, set this up because we're crossing shows here. Uh, we are on the Warchamp family, but but uh, well, and it can get confusing. Um, so here here's I know this. I I so we have people who suggest things they think we should do all the time. And then somehow that gets embraced as something we are going to that do. We, that we've agreed to. Right. So one guy wanted me to run naked That's down right. Tennessee Street, That's uh, right. pantless down Tennessee Street. And while that is something to behold, <laughs> I don't think everybody wants to see that. And I, I guess we were going to hold up a sign of some sort, but that's what he wanted. <laughs> then, then, then there was somebody else that suggested we would do a cake stand. And because, I said, because, Je- because Corey had done the champagne, he'd splashed champagne. himself with champagne. Yeah. Right. So they wanted us and, to do a keg stand. And I said, without question that you and I are willing to do keg stands, but there's a right. lot involved and we do the show from different places. And I mean, at some point we may do a keg stand. It's not out of the possibility, but, it's, it's not, yeah, it's just not happening tonight. Right. So here's what we did agree to towards the end of all this. Uh, we agreed to do a shot of tequila. And I, you texted me. This is the dedication Irish Chappelle has uh, to the Sunday Smash, to our listeners, to our viewers, to everybody involved that supports the products we produce. He texted earlier today and said, what did we agree to? What did we agree to? He wanted to know, like, hey, I gotta do, we got to do what we said we were going to do. Oh, hold on. And we got a we have a little bit of a fight here in the Giants Cowboys game, is it? Oh, we got a little brouhaha. Well, no, just, the Cowboys are just beating up. the beating the hell out of the Giants. So um Giants aren't yeah. happy. No, a little frustration boiling over, I'm sure. But uh yeah, so what ended up happening was that uh I I I have tequila here. Now I wondered, I, I'm glad you texted me earlier. I'm not so sure the Chauffel household had a bunch of tequila <laughs> laying around. Um no. My wife is a huge tequila drinker. I kid. She's not. But we have tequila here, and she's frowning at me right now. Um, we we have tequila here for margaritas, and I like margaritas. And I have been known in my lifetime to do some tequila shots. So we had some tequila left over. Um, I, I, I bet you had to run to the store. I did, in fact. And I had to explain to the guy why. So I, I went to the, the liquor store with a specific request in mind. Like, mm. what is, give me a tequila that's palatable. Like, so Patron? Did you get Patron? What'd you get? Palatable, okay, but, but affordable, <laughs> right? And a right. smaller quantity. Yeah, because so, you're not going to drink a lot of it. Yeah. No, because this is now Kim will drink it. Kim will drink okay. um, some some uh, margaritas. Yeah, yeah. But we just never make them at the house. But now mm. that this could open up the door. Oh, buddy, um, this is the start of a great day. So I got some uh, Don Julio, which okay. he, he said is is. You know, it's it's fine. It's way better than a lot of the ones I was looking at originally, which was like you know nine ninety nine a gallon or whatever it was. Yeah, right, right, so, right, right. So anyway, so this right. is what I'm going with. I'm in, and uh, I got a pour. Jeff, I don't even have shot glasses in the house because I don't well, drink liquor, dude. I'm I don't I drink I don't drink liquor. But so people, you have overdue. I no, mean, no, no, no. <laughs> they can they can drink beer. Anybody that's come to my house can tell you you can drink beer or bring your own. Yeah. And, uh, so uh are you ready for this so i had to uh so i'm basically 
I bought some glorified fake shot glasses. I like that. So you bought a little of the plastic ones from yes, the liquor store? Yes, yes, <laughs> Like It's like a medicine. If I need some Tylenol later, I mean... Uh, Ira, unfortunately, and I think this is from my college days as well as my wife's college days, I don't know why we still have them, but we have like 50 shot glasses. I'm going to bring the Chappelle's over some quality <laughs> shot glasses. What's funny is when I would take trips for work... Right. <laughs> Tom's got the good lines here. When yeah. I would take trips for work, I would always get look for souvenirs for the kids. And you buy tequila. I mean, you buy shot like, glasses. There's always shot glasses. I'm like, from every town, I need something with the name of the city. And uh, but Kim was like, no, you can't bring home shot glasses. So uh, well, I've anyway. got one that's. I got a shot glass oh. from Puerto Rico. It's a beautiful shot glass. It's perfect for this. Uh, I think I over poured here. Oh, okay. Well, here we go. You ready to do the shot, buddy? Wait, hold on, man. I even got lemon and uh, salt. Oh, okay. Lime and salt or lemon and salt? Which I don't you know. Do? I got lemon. I don't know. Okay. I didn't. I, I'm just going to do the shot like a man. Not um, me, buddy. <laughs> We're doing this. Get some salt. Okay. All right. Let's see how this goes. Mm -hmm. I don't even know it's not going to be. It's not It's not very tasty, Ira. It's not like you're not going to love it. None of it? Not, not even with the salt and the lemon? I mean, I've done no. shot, I've done tequila shots before. No, I know. I know. They, all, they always suck. But I'm hoping this yeah. one's going to be a little bit better. Because I'm going through the official process. So this is to Florida State winning a road game, which we successfully documented on the War Chant Report. They were 1-12 in their last 13 road games. Right. They had been terrible. This is the first game, too, where they were mentally tough, physically tough. They overcame adversity on the road in clement weather. They thoroughly outcoached their opponent. I mean, everything about this is a resounding yes, yes, yes. And with that, I think – we should do a tequila shot. Right, buddy. Cheers to all of our Knowles out there. Here we go. You ready, buddy? Cheers. Yep, here we go. Cheers. Woo! Oh, that's awesome. Oh, well, I'll get you. Oh, that's awesome. But, but in honor of the occasion, I, this was, I was I was ready to go with a chaser. And this was the good stuff. <sighs> wow. Now, that was good. Now, once you chased it, you're all right. Okay. You know, the problem is, Ari, you have one of those, you're like, we should do another. <laughs> I mean, hey, I sliced a few lemons just in case we got a little crazy here, but yeah, yeah, that'll yeah. take the whole there show. We, that'll take the go. whole show with my build-up. No, there we go. That was good. So we're men of our word. We said we'd do it. We just did it. Um, if anybody, was, needs, uh, if anybody needs uh, Don Julio or whatever it is with Don Julio, I got. I could, I could put it. I might put this on eBay. Just one shot taken. One shot taken. Uh, Eric, thanks for the donation. We appreciate you. He writes, Jeff, 10% all day, Noel, brother. As I called this upset on the show the other day, 17-point underdogs. Go, Noles. Here we go, Noles. Here we go, Noles. Here we go. Yeah. Eric, you did. You were loyal. I mean, I think you predicted us to win every game. Um, <laughs> but, but, but you know what? Um, when it pays off. Did you see the guy I retweeted? I don't have his name in front of me. Did you see that dude? That joker bet $100 on the money line. He ended up pulling in 700 bucks or something like that. Nice. Yeah. yeah. He had himself a great week. By the way, when the Cowboys win this game, I'm going to win a two-team teaser. Tom, did you go ahead and take us up on it? New England almost uh, screwed. You didn't do it? Dude, it was it was free money. We've got free money. And New England scared me. But, yeah, anyway, I, I want a teaser today. I needed it. I needed it. I've been, I've been up against the ropes lately uh, in college ball. I've been up and down, up and down, pretty average. The uh, maybe maybe this will get you right though. Maybe you know you win this teaser. You had some tequila, feeling good about yourself. Yeah, yeah. Knowles, yeah maybe just shave my well. head. Just shave my head. Look at that shiny. Look at that. Just just got done shaving it from 
tonight. You got to start the go. week off right. Yeah, you got to start the week off right. Um, so yeah, man, I, it's funny. You know, I, I don't know when you look at that win. Um, if you're a North Carolina fan, you got to be. Ooh, ooh. Can we talk about that? Man. So you're a sideline watcher, and I know you didn't go to the game. Only Corey from Warchant went um, because Carolina seriously limited the number of people that could go. Uh, obviously, uh, they, they're, they're, they're following a stricter COVID situation there. So um, not many people could go. Um, but in watching that game, Ira, and, and I mean this sincerely, I'm not taking shots. Well, we did just take a shot, but I'm not taking shots at this person. Something's a little off uh, with Mac and that team. Uh, now, Florida State earned that win, and they were the better team. And if you look at it a yard per play basis, if you look at every metric, Florida State was better than North Carolina on this day. So I don't want to take away from our win. Man, I don't think they're playing hard for that guy. That was a weird fourth quarter. I don't know what was going on with North Carolina. It felt an awful lot like a team that knew they were beat and were willing to go home uh, like their fans did pretty early. Yeah, yeah, it is weird, man. And what's funny is, you know, like our perspectives, everybody's perspectives are so in the moment. You know, Mac Brown did not hide the fact two years ago that he wanted the Florida State job. And he let everybody in Tallahassee know he wanted the Florida State job. And Florida State did not go in that direction. They went with Willie Taggart, like it's four years ago. They went with Willie Taggart. And then Mac Brown has success in North Carolina. And then all of a sudden it's like, Man, this was a disaster. How could they pass up Mac Brown, an FSU guy, when they could add him? And people started like second guessing that decision. And then you fast forward a couple of years, and it's like, okay, well, what have they really done? You know, they 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 had some really nice players last year, and they had some success during the year, but they, man, they did not really achieve last year. What they, you know, they got upset by Florida State, and now a bunch of those guys have left, and now you're left with a team that uh, has recruited well. But mm-hmm. certainly, certainly is not playing real well on either side of the ball, and and yeah, and that's fair to fair to ask the question you're asking because right now they they came into the country top ten, and right now they're three and three. They're basically one game better than Florida State, and they just lost at home to Florida State resoundingly. Um, right, and 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 I dare say, Ira, roster for roster, they have a better team than Florida State. So they got thoroughly outcoached and they got outplayed by a team whom they have better players than. And that is not a good sign. And we should not have hired Mac Brown. Never in a million years should we have hired Mac Brown. And I said it at that time, and I'll say it again here. And by the way, he's not going to do a damn thing else at North Carolina. That little run is over. Uh, and so I, I know I don't see it at all. Uh, Mac Brown's teams in the 16 years he was at Texas won two conference titles. Two. No man. Yeah, Randy. Randy's point there is very good. I mean, that that last drive was crazy. How much time they were taking. It was almost like they thought they had another quarter. I had no idea oh, what was going on there. I was stunned too. And I kept I kept turning to my wife. We were sitting here going, What what are they doing? And I don't know. Each minute that went by, I went, let them do it. Let them do it. But there was no sense of urgency. Um, you could hear it in Dan Orlovsky's voice, uh, who I thought did a decent job. I mean, he, you know, he's like, What are you let's go? What are you doing? And it was it was stunning. They just Ira, I feel like they wanted to go home. Even when they got a first down, it was like, okay, well, all right, well, you would have liked to have stopped them there, but that's going to take two more minutes before they go for their next first down. I mean, it just it was it was a weird it was a weird uh, two minute drill when you're down by eighteen points. Um, yeah, you know, I don't know, but but that doesn't minimize what Florida State did. I mean, the reality is 
that this team has played so poorly on the road. And this is the reason we didn't pick them. And I think we talked about it last week. If this, if this game had been at home, you can make a case for Florida State winning that game. But we had not seen Florida State play like this on the road on either side of the ball. Especially, years. especially not being down 10 nothing. I mean, what's 10 nothing? I'm thinking, okay, this is a wrap. This is going to be – they may lose by 40. And because, I mean, I can't remember. I have, literally have to go – you have to go back to probably Jimbo's tenure, but, but not the last year probably, to find games where Florida State went on the road, got punched in the mouth, and didn't just back and down. bounce back, yeah. I mean, they did – yeah, it would have been during Jimbo's time, and, and that did happen. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, uh, it is something to look at. I, I, I saw a lot of strange things this week. And if we just look at the – first of all, can we just say this? If you're, I'm a college football fan. You're a college football fan. Man, what a weekend for – this was awesome. insane. I, every time I looked up, there was another amazing game. I mean, and, and even games that some people don't care about. But, I mean, obviously, Alabama and Texas A&M, Arkansas and Ole Miss, Michigan and Nebraska – Penn State and Iowa, obviously right. Florida State doing what they did, coming back from down 10 to nothing and then dominating that game. Obviously, that meant the most yeah. to me. But, I mean, Oklahoma, Texas was an insane football game. It was. You, you could go on for days. I watched a t- I watched, I've watched more football in the last 48 hours than I have at any point in the last few years. I, I was afraid to leave. I didn't yeah. want to miss any more. Every game was incredible. That Oklahoma-Texas game was crazy, and I almost tweeted something. You know when you, you start to tweet something – and then you you stop yourself yeah, for yeah, whatever yeah, reason. Yeah. And then you like later you're like, oh, man, I should have done that. Or, oh, man, thank God I didn't do that. Right. I almost tweeted that because the way Oklahoma came back and, and just took complete control of that game. I was 38 about to, to 13 once they made the change, yeah. I mean, and I almost tweeted right when they get the two-point conversion, when, when uh, what's his name, came back in, they get the two-point conversion. Right. I almost tweeted. Rattler. Uh, yeah, I almost tweeted. For all the people that tell me momentum doesn't exist, watch this. Watch what's happened to Texas with Oklahoma, the way they've surged back in this game. And then I think Texas went right down and scored. So it's it's yeah, you kind of glad I was kind of glad I didn't do that. Well, you know, it's interesting. I, I I've watched that rivalry for so many years, and it's always a crazy game, and it never feels real safe. I mean, Texas, at, you know, probably felt really good. Uh, at one point, but then the next thing you know, when it gets down to like an eleven-point game, you're kind of thinking Oklahoma's going to win this game. I mean, it really it got serious, um, and it was it was you know obviously they were trying to set up for the field goal, and you end up running in for a touchdown. Uh, just an insane ending. Um, but 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 that rivalry's fun, and if you're Sark at Texas, that's a good first one. I mean, look, Texas is behind Oklahoma player-wise, yeah. so there's no it's not no shame there. Uh, there were years where obviously uh, one of the two teams were overwhelmingly favored. Uh, this one was a three-point game because Spencer Rattler hasn't played well. Have you ever seen a Heisman candidate get benched this early in a season? And he's not going to get that starting job back, by the way. I think they found their guy. Um, it's one five-star to another, but that kid is the truth. And it seems like, you know, whenever whenever there's a storyline that we, you know, in the media we latch onto a storyline that, Okay, this was the moment that guy turned everything around. A lot of times they have they really turned everything around? Mm-hmm. You know, or are we or is it a short sample that we've decided to say they've turned everything around? Um, because yeah, I, I I it's not like he's played great all year. Um, oh, he's been awful. He's been yeah, he's been I mean, the reason the offense has sputtered. Now here's the thing the Big Twelve has been so bad, Ira, right. and he still led the conference in passing going they into have that so game. Many weapons, and they have so many yeah. weapons. Um yeah. 
Yeah, you know, I think that that uh, yeah, that game was awesome. It started making me think, you know, and I know it's never going to happen, but like Florida Georgia is an awesome game. Just the the neutral site. Sure, it's fun. Like, would you ever have an interest in Florida Florida State being a neutral site? Would that appeal to you at all? I I, I really, uh, you know, where Ira, where do you want to have it? I mean, Orlando, no, Miami, no. Come on, man. I mean, no. Take it down what, to three hundred five. Listen to this selfish. Yeah. <laughs> what you... Home is what I'm talking about here, Jeff. Uh, I don't know. I mean, just no. the, it because it it is cool that you. Yeah. I mean, you the Cotton Bowl is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, those experiences are neat when you've got half this. You know, like the Florida Georgia game used to be quarter, 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 quarter. Yeah, and it's fifty fifty in that Oklahoma Tech. Yeah, they they changed it to fifty fifty because there's so many fights. You just right. had twice as many yeah. fights. By yeah. yeah. Speaking of which, a good friend of mine from college, this girl um, Suzanne, who uh, is a huge college football fan, she went to she went to Wisconsin to see them play earlier this year. It might have been Notre Dame earlier this year. Uh, and, uh, Soldier Field in Chicago. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or yeah, no, yeah. she might have gone. Actually, no, she actually went to she went to a game in Milwaukee, or she went to a game oh. in Wisconsin and yeah, visited Milwaukee. Okay. It was, a, Madison, it was a big. It was a big yeah. game though. Um, mm-hmm. But she actually went into Milwaukee because she was telling, talking about. It. But anyway, what she was found so remarkable. She texted me last week. She's like, you know, what's the most amazing difference between games at Wisconsin versus mm. games in Gainesville or Tallahassee? She said there was like no fights. Everybody was cool. Yeah. yeah. And I was yeah. telling her how like people always say that about Nebraska. Like Nebraska games, their yeah, fans they're are just yeah. they're just nice enough people. Been around long. Well, Midwesterners tend to be pretty solid people. I mean, they, they work hard. They deal with the cold. There's a lot of a lot of stuff they're overcoming, man. Not enough um, anger. Not enough anger yeah. for sports. Yeah. Hey, by the way, thank you, Blake. Plus six thirty for that ass. Uh, never in doubt. Yeah, he's the one who laid a hundred to win seven hundred. So, nice work, uh, Blake. Yeah, that that is good stuff, Blake. Hey, a bunch of people did ask this question, and we should get back to this for a second because there's some legitimate questions being asked, and I think it's fair to answer some of these. Um, so Tom wants to know our win total the remainder of the season, and did this weekend change anything? Oh, sure it did, and it did for a lot of reasons. Uh, Ira, I'll just say it changed because they clearly have an identity of what they want to do. So you're, you're going to play to something. It may not always work. There will be teams that are better able to shut it down. Uh, but I will say, um, if Jordan Travis is healthy, and that is a giant if, you know, he did such a good job with the read option in this Man, game. He's, I mean, he's, he's really, as good at that. He's as good at that as anybody I've ever seen, I think. Well, they're, they're, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to go Corey Clark on it this is, year. It, I, it was, I gotcha. But, yeah, man, yeah. he's, he's he really good, good at it. Well, and he did a better job in this game than he's done in any previous yes. game. I mean, yeah. he really, really looked comfortable doing he's it. sold it. Yeah, he sold it. Sold it. Ira, you're 100% right. He sold it, buddy. He, he had one glaring miss, and it's on the play where he got Jay Sean Corbin killed by Yeah, he that. gave it up on that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. It was one where you're thinking, okay, well, Jordan just didn't want to take that one. He's, <laughs> he's like, like right. you're going to have to take that one. <laughs> I'm good on this Here you one, go, Jay partner. Sean. You, you go ahead and take his ass kick it. I don't feel like it. Yeah. That, hey, by the way, as brittle as Jordan Travis has been, I think Jay Sean Corbin would be happy to take that shot. You know, he did even after the play. He kind of went yeah. over to him and like tapped him. He's like, "That's yeah. good. I'm it's good. good. It's good. Yeah, I don't need you, you taking that shot. Yeah. You just break off another one of those fifty-three yarders. Yeah, well, I'll deal with taking some shots every now and again. You stay upright and get us this touchdown every now and again. We'll be all right. Yeah, it made me laugh too. But, but didn't uh, he seem? But he also just seemed relaxed. Yeah, like he just seemed. Yeah. 
calm and and like he understood he did. He what did. they were trying to do. The you know what you were critical of you know last year and somebody earlier was like, oh, you got to eat some crow. You know, you've been critical of him not hitting those shot plays. Oh no, well, yeah. and these weren't these weren't seventy yarders, but but he hit them. I mean, he under- oh, he did hit him, yeah. But but yeah. the one to Ontario was perfect. Um, you yeah. know, when those plays were there, he hit them. And he just well, they was, schemed open. Give these, yes. hey, listen, we're so hardcore right. on these coaches. Give these guys some credit. I mean, 100%. they're scheming up one on ones and wide open guys. He better hit them. Now, I'm not trying to take credit away because he's not a very accurate passer consistently. But if you scheme a guy wide open, he will hit him in stride. There's no, and he did. He did a great job of that. And he deserves credit. But I give more credit there to Kenny Dillingham. Right. I mean, they set those plays up and. Then they got their shots down the field because of it. Uh, but this is by far the best Jordan Travis has looked. He threw the ball well, even on some plays where he stayed in the pocket. Uh, and I'm talking about traditional offensive plays. Uh, he also, I mean, there was there was a second and, I think it was a second and seven, sits in there calm, waits for it to come open, hits the crossing route. I'm like, okay, that's, that's how that's designed. You got to let him cross the face. He let him cross the face, but it takes patience because you got to sit there and you got to let him cross the face of the linebacker. He does. He stepped into the throw. It was in stride. I think it was to help him. That, I remember thinking, okay, well, that's that's a quarterback. That's but, not what – you know, that's something. And what the piece – you know, as the puzzle's coming together, the piece that helps make that possible is I feel like the offensive line played pretty well. They did play well. Overall. Um, oh, they did play well. Yeah. I think Robert, Scott's pro, get, yeah. Robert Scott's getting healthy. Uh, I think Dylan Gibbons is getting healthy. Uh, Babion came in and did pretty well. Maurice Smith, you got him two games in a row now, so you're getting that continuity. They haven't had him all season. He only played like 20 or 30 snaps in the first game against Notre Dame, and he's by far their best center. Um, so that's all coming together. That's got to give him some comfort. They're running the ball. They're running the ball even when they don't have numbers. Um, you know, I mean, that, that all is coming together. Again, North Carolina is not a good defense. Not, well, they're certainly not a – they're not a good defense. They're not a bad defense, but they're not a good. De- they're kind of average, run of the mill defense. Well, I think um, if you're a North Carolina fan, Ira, you got to be disgusted. You have two corners, one of which is going to play in the NFL, the other one's a good player. You have a legitimate player as a sophomore defensive tackle that leads their team, and, and we talked about him in the War Chant yeah. report. They got a guy that is disrupted. They are not playing to their to their ability. And we 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 get on we get on coaches a lot. I was just talking about that, and we should. They're paid millions of dollars um here's the thing if you recruit that well and you have those athletes and they don't play well man that is on you that is on you it's it's one thing when you're trying to make up for a lack of talent and you're just trying to kind of you know put a piece something together it's a whole nother when you have legitimate players and they do and they got beat up they got beat up they got bullied on the uh defensive line on the offensive line i I was very impressed with florida state in this game this is most impressed i've been in a long long time and it is something they can fall back on now. Now, listen. So Ryan completely, brought it up. Completely different from completely different from the North Carolina game last year, right? Completely. That was that was fluky right. and silly, and yeah, yeah. We take it. We, we, we you know <laughs> we'll gladly take it, but it was fluky. And so this yeah. was like you just went and won the game. Right. Here's the thing. If you're um, okay, so over under two and a half wins from now till the end of the season is the question. Well, you get an automatic. You got to lay up against UMass. I don't care that they just beat UConn. Sorry, ass. you got to lay up. You got to lay up with UMass. So that's one. I don't. My suspicion is that Miami is going to have no interest in playing that football game against Florida State. And I know it's a rivalry game, and I shouldn't say that, but man, 
they look like they're going to do to Manny what LSU just did to Ed, which is we're, call it a day, right? We're, we're no longer interested. They, we are no – I mean, I, I tweeted it out last night, somewhat vulgar, but uh, I pointed out last night, and it's, when it's 14 to nothing in Kentucky, I'm like, well, this, this is a wrap. This is a wrap. They just told Ed O to go to hell. It's over. So LSU might as well move on and, and start thinking about Joe Brady up there with the Carolina Panthers and bringing him back in and let him be head coach. Bro, Jimbo uh, just knocked off after knocked off Alabama. I actually think hey. that hurts their cause because I don't think now he's got to pass at A and M for some time because right. he beat Nick Saban. Um, it may help them from themselves. So, <laughs> so uh, bottom line is, you know, if I look at this. Um, I think I think obviously to beat UMass, I I actually think Florida State will beat Miami this year. So that's two. You got to get us three more wins. Okay, the game that I would circle that you could win is the Boston College game before UF. And I know it's sandwiched in a weird time, but I could see, especially if you beat Miami, I could see you going up to Boston College and winning that game. Now, why is uh, that? Because they lost their quarterback? Because I haven't watched them play much, but Corey said yeah. the same thing today. I yeah. I was thinking maybe NC State at home. But Corey was saying he thought I Boston College game. Yeah, I think the Boston College game is the one. And, and it's and it won't be easy because they're well coached and they play hard. They are deficient. Defensively, they are deficient. Well, they're um, and they're gonna have a time. This I mean, look, that was Jordan Travis's coming out party when yeah. they went up there when Odell took over as head coach and said, Hey, this kid's really athletic. Let's use him. Mm-hmm. And Boston College, I mean, they, he you know, he he had some big, huge runs against them. And you know. Even when even when Boston College is going right, even when things are going well for them, they don't have the athletes on defense Typically. to keep up with a guy like that. So, so that would make sense. Yeah, no, I I do. I mean, that's a tough game because they're well coached and they are buttoned up. But I do think that Florida State can go win that game, and I think you know that would give it three more wins. I mean, all of a sudden you're up to five. You know what's so frustrating? Come on, we all did it. You guys watching at home, you know we all did it. The second. We won that game on Saturday. You thought, well, for F's sake, if we had just won the Jacksonville State game, you start doing the math, we could have gone to a bowl. Hey, you know, you start, hey. You start doing, yeah. It's not off the table, buddy. They can take five <laughs> win teams now. And listen, here's the thing. You think that team GPA is good enough? Well, here's the thing. It, it actually isn't bad. It, it definitely couldn't have gone when Jimbo's here. <laughs> no, no, it's, no, no chance. Yeah. It's got a shot now. But the other thing is, Sometimes teams don't want to go to bowl games anymore. But I think this yeah. is the coach that they, they, desperately oh, yeah. would want to go to a bowl game. Um, oh, so, buddy. Yeah. So they got no. the five wins but because of Florida State's appeal, because of on television, because of what, uh, you know, the way they're playing. You know, th- again, this is all if it plays out that way. Yeah. Um, you know, I could see them being a possibly an attractive case. And again, because they have kind of cleaned up some of the academic, uh, people don't know. The way you can get it as a five and seven team is if 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 you're doing very good in the APR, while right. other schools who don't, you know, you would get first preference if there's not enough six win teams. But um, yeah, it's a long way away, man. But it, hey, look, it's cool to even have that as an option when you know ten, you know, two weeks ago we thought this team might be one and eleven. So if you go back and if you think about something, watching that Syracuse weight game, Ira. You know, Syracuse lined up and ran the ball against Wake Forest and kind of bullied them, and Wake wins the game, and which I guess is good for the ACC. Somebody's got to do something decent. But it made me feel even better that Florida State was able to get that win. I don't think Wake, I don't think Syracuse is a great team, but I, I do think they have some tools to run the ball and run downhill on you. 
So it was it was important that they got that win to see them play really well against Wake. Okay, that, that's nice. And then from there, uh, you know, I I really I, I wish, and I know nobody thinks this. I really wish Florida State could have another shot at Wake Forest. I'm telling you. Oh yeah. I'm telling you, those two calls early are te- just devastating, just devastating. And nobody well, wants to hear that. But you turn it over six times. If 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 Jordan Travis is healthy, I really, I think that's what you're going to say. And you play well, him in that game. And but not just that. I mean, and I try to write about this some in the three two one I wrote today. I really think it's it's as I and I alluded to it earlier. There's so yeah. there's a, several pieces to this. You know, Maurice Smith goes down in the season opener. Dylan Gibbon gets hurt early in the season. Devontae Love Taylor gets hurt early in the season. He Robert Scott the same gets hurt yeah. early in the – that whole offensive line has been banged up except for Darius Washington, who's played every snap. Those other four guys have been banged up a lot. You played Dante Lucas early in the year because you were still thinking, okay, maybe he can – but then he would kill you with penalties and the things that he'd bring to the table. Quarterback situation, you didn't have you didn't have a healthy quarterback. Some some weeks you you've been out there. Some weeks Mackenzie Milton wouldn't practice. Some weeks Jordan Travis wouldn't practice. So they really haven't they couldn't get much of a feel there. The the receiving core uh is not very good or is not very not very proven. So I just think, man, they had a hard time getting their fingers on or their uh, grasp on what could they do. And the Wake Forest game to me was kind of like it was it was a hail mary to an extent of maybe McK- let's let let's give Mackenzie Milton a shot here and then Jordan right you know and then they go with a hot hand and that didn't work they come back with Mackenzie against Louisville and it just they just it was like they were grasping for straws because nothing worked and then I think they once Jordan got healthy or healthier or healthy enough the offensive line started getting healthy they could commit to this which is probably what they want to do from the very beginning to give them the benefit of the doubt. It's hard to call plays, man. When you when you're making mistakes, you can't execute anything. You're having tackles for loss and penalties and fumbles, and you don't have healthy quarterbacks. You don't have a healthy offensive line. So I, again, man, these, there's there's what we've seen these last two weeks. I think is what they wanted to do originally. They just couldn't get there. I'm going to say theory. it's a yeah. I'm going to say uh, yes, yes, and no. I think that they screwed up um, out of desperation. I don't. Here's where I. Civilly disagree with you. The biggest mistake, look, the Jacksonville State game to me was a debacle. 100%, Obviously. No doubt. But, I, yeah. but, but I'm not sure Jordan Travis's health, I think, was a big concern in some of those, in a couple of those other games. Well, okay, I don't disagree with that. But I don't think, Ira, that they came into the season wanting to run the offense that they're now committed to running. I think that they were desperate to have a drop back pass game. Because Mike wants to run more of his offense, and you can do that if you're able to throw from the pocket. And I don't think he thought Jordan – I think he thought Jordan was limited. He was a well, guy that could run around. And, and you didn't trust him to be healthy, right? So they were hoping McKenzie Milton could be healthy enough to run the system, the, the entirety of the system. Where they screwed up, in my opinion, is that they didn't identify soon enough that they didn't have the pieces to do it, including they didn't have a healthy McKenzie Milton. And Ira, he missed – I mean, we can say this, right? He missed a yeah. lot of time, man. He missed a lot of practice, and yet they were still trying to square peg, round hole. Well, and, and they were – And with Jordan, too. I, I mean, I agree with you. Jordan, yeah. too. I think they were – because of some of the strides they'd seen him make in practice, I think right. they thought he could be a guy that could run the offense Correct. the way they wanted to. But I don't know if it was desperate. I mean, look, man, it's semantics. I don't know if it was desperate yeah. or – Well, I mean, I think they just wanted that. They, they wanted want that as yes. part of – Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And why wouldn't you? It's more appealing to recruits to be able to do that, to have receivers that make plays, right? It's an offense built for playmakers, right? Like That's kind of what they're trying to do. But then when you realize you just don't have it, you don't have the health, nor do you have an offensive line that's capable of, of holding up, this is what you have to do. And in fairness to them, to your point, Jordan Travis hasn't looked healthy enough to do this at any point in practice this year. I mean, he's been beat up. And so they, they it's a confluence of things. They've had a bunch of bad luck with guys getting hurt. They may have misplayed their hand early on, and it cost them a catastrophic loss. I mean, again, we keep talking about this because if they hadn't lost that game, are people really that angry if we're sitting here with three wins right now uh, with an overtime loss to Notre Dame? And, you know, I, I don't think so. I mean, the, but, the Louisville game would look rough just the way well, they're you know, 31 points. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, but by the way, that's another thing. Adam Fuller may have saved his job Saturday. I mean, I, I, if things had continued down the path we were looking at, Ira, you know, I just don't know. He may not be back, but he's giving himself a fighting chance right now. They looked, they looked absolutely prepared. That's what they, I was going to say. They're still not very good, but they no. did look prepared. They looked prepared and they competed, Ira. They were really aggressive. There was a play early in this game. Uh, I think it's a, it, it's kind of a just an out route. It's just a little ten yard to the sideline. Man, there, there's good coverage on that play. There's real, there's real fight. There's hand. You know, it's all there's confidence. That's what it was. There was real confidence. Um, you get the interception because that's a well played and well defended moment. Your reward is to pick that pass off, guys. You're allowed to do it. You're allowed to do it. If you're in somebody's hip pocket and that ball goes up and it's 50-50, you're allowed to win one of these. And they did. And, and, and they played like they thought they were going to. So Yeah, you know, that's it's funny, man. I was talking to somebody, I was talking to somebody last summer who had has been on on the what wasn't a coach, wasn't an official coach, but was on the staff um the last few years. And he said that he could never understand what was wrong with the DBs, that he felt that he could see them play and practice. You could see things they did, but for whatever reason, they get in games and just have no confidence at all to make those plays, whether it was Harlan Barnett coaching them, whether it was Adam Fuller coaching them, um, or even, you know, certainly under Charles Kelly at the end, they just didn't, they didn't make those plays. And I don't know what got into him this week. I thought, man, it was awesome. I don't know if you watched uh, Johnny and Jones' interview. Oh, man, he's, yeah. He's one of the funniest kids. I um, like that kid. Yes. And uh, he said – somebody asked about, like, the you know the the noise, blocking out the noise or whatever, and he's like, look, man, I don't need people to validate me. Like, I know what I can do. You know, which is – look, that's, I, that's what you want to hear. I mean, I'm not – he wasn't, like, bragging. He wasn't being, like, a jerk. But he's just like, look, I don't need other people to tell me that I like good job or you can do it. You know, I believe in myself. I don't need validation. So I thought that was pretty cool. And then he, he made that play. It was a huge play. And he's a guy that had not made those kind of plays earlier this season. They've got some players back there when they're healthy and, and to get some people to fight. Oh, this is great. There you go. Little libations Friday fest from the, that was the eighth annual. That was a, a while back, but uh, nice. Anyhow, thanks to our friends at the CP. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, sorry about that. We're switching over to Cigar City, guys. There you go. I'm sticking with the, the red stripe. Well, this is actually instead of the high lie, because I'm trying to make sure I keep it together. It's a little high-low action, everybody. A little high-low. Um, yeah, I didn't ever think that you could make a white version of an IPA, but 
you can, and it's good. Um, okay, so anyhow, they do have some players in that secondary. Let's hope that this is much more consistent moving forward. They're going to they're gonna get beat. They're going to give up some plays. Every football team does. But I need to see them consistently, uh, you know, in the right spots, playing with good technique. You know, Ira, I will tell you, from a technique standpoint, I watch this pretty closely. Uh, there are certain rules, and, and, and I'm not going to go into it here, but there are certain rules for the secondary. And uh, I will tell you that the last couple of weeks they've played fundamental, fundamentally sound. They, they, they've played with good technique. They're not always they, – they don't always communicate real well, and they don't always uh, seem to have a handle on certain re- responsibilities, whether they're in zone coverage or man. Um, but from a technique standpoint, when we talk about leverage and things like that, they're playing pretty smart football right now. So maybe you can have hope that this is kind of more of a, what we're going to get moving forward and, and that uh, there'll be an average defense. And because uh, they're good up front, they're just thin right now. And uh, one thing I will say is they got a couple guys they have to play right now that they really didn't want to have to play. And when those guys are in there, and I'm talking about up front, they get hurt a little bit. Uh, I'm not, you know what? It was yeah. a great win. I'm not going to call it a specific player, but there's a couple guys that they're relying on now because of injury that um, really probably shouldn't be out there. But hey, listen. At the end of the day, uh, they've got four guys they can depend on up front, and maybe you get yeah. a little something on that back end that you haven't had in a while. Hey, man, and a couple of the young guys. I mean, you know, we've seen Kalen Deloach come along uh, through the course of the season. He was a guy a year ago. Nobody would have expected. No. He started last year against Georgia Tech and then went on a milk carton. Like, they didn't play him the rest of the year. And then he had a good spring. He's come around. He's now become a key player. Um, Kevin Knowles is a player. I mean, well, he's, we the, knew that. Uh, we knew that, right? right? Yeah, he is a player, yeah. But that's I mean, that's big, man. Now, you're talking about a freshman, a true freshman that's playing at that level. You know, you think about the way Jarvis Brownlee – and, I, you know, I don't – especially this game I was watching on TV, so I didn't get to watch – all of the routes he was covering, but he only got targeted, I think, a couple of times. Um, mm-hmm. Now they don't, you know, it's it's pretty much the Josh Downs show, and that's who Knowles was covering um, for the most part. But but uh, you know, Brownlee, they're not they don't go at Brownlee a whole lot, so he must be doing something right over there. Johnny Jones gets the pick. Um, you know, again, man, just showing some competitiveness. I mean, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. for so, I mean, it's been years now. I mean, I, it's funny, man, like the. The questions people started asking the questions to Adam Fuller about why don't you play more zone? And I thought I was in a time machine because I remember the same thing with Harlan Barnett. And it's like, yeah. can you simplify things? Can you play more zone? Can you and it's like sometimes, man, whatever we call, go make a play. Somebody <laughs> has to do something. And, yeah. and yeah. you're starting to see those guys make some plays, which man, I gotta think that's gotta give them confidence going forward. And Sam Howell's one of the best quarter. I mean, and their receivers helped Florida State a little bit. They dropped some passes. But but a couple, couple State, big couple big drops there, Ira. There's the sure. one on the crosser that that's gonna be a problem if he catches it. But, so we hey, can't go, yeah. We can't go crazy that this it wasn't a dominant defense defense performance, but but they also they when they had some opportunities to make plays, they did it. And it's a long cry from where we've been. Well, the the biggest thing that I took away besides the fact that they bowed up, got a win, played well on the road after they got off to a rather ominous start, I, I think the biggest thing is that they are clearly committed to the group that's teaching them. You know, and, and that is to me, if you're trying to woo star recruits, if you're trying to get kids to believe in these coaches, the current players have got to exude that belief. 
And there's no better way to exude that than being down 10 nothing on the road and then really bullying North Carolina the rest of the game. And I know the video has made the rounds and how cool it was. The Travis Hunter was on that. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Then, I mean, that's that, not ideal. It's not ideal to record that video uh, in the first place. Yeah. But I will say, well, I back off because at the yeah. end, Adam Fuller gets on the video. Right. right, right. And if you looked at the um, when when Johnny Jones broke the rock and they put out a picture of that, like half the players had phones up recording yeah. it. Yeah. And they had basically every position group took pictures with their coaches to celebrate that win. So clearly. That was a win where this coaching staff was like, you know what? Let them know. We're going to celebrate this one. This is we're not we're they not should. we're not treating this one like business as usual. You went on the road. You won a football game. We're gonna we're gonna flex a little bit, and I don't have a problem with it. Hey, Ira, they were 19, 18 point, 19 point underdogs. And that's the thing. I mean, like, some people dude. are mad about the Powerade bath. It's like, are you kidding? They haven't. They've what? won one. They've won one road game in the last like three years, and that was with Odell coaching. Up at BC, I mean, yes, yeah, you were, you were favorite. You were an eighteen point underdog. You had you were one in twelve in your last thirteen road games. Celebrate! I mean, that's a big, that's a big win for this program. Really quick, Ira, did you see the end of this Chargers Browns game? I did not. I did not. Forty seven, forty two Chargers. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah, really good game. Anyhow, uh, that said, sorry, I was just catching the to- the end there. I was like, well, that's nuts. Um, so. Yeah, I, I would tell you they should they they should celebrate, uh, and it's also a good message to the recruits. Uh, I also think, by the way, in that little snippet of audio, Ira, um, and I don't know if you know. Again, I think if you're Norvell, you got to be real careful. So you got to assume perhaps that you're always being recorded. I mean, I think modern day, if you're a coach, you just got to assume you're always being recorded. Unfortunately, but uh, what he said when he was talking about we're going to go back to work because that's what we do. We go to work. We're going to do that work on fucking Tuesday is when we're going to do that work. <laughs> and if you watch those guys jumping all around, yes. man, that was so cool. That, that made awesome. me want to jump around. I was like, you're damn right. That is well, so cool. Give those guys a break. Give them a reward. And the thing is, man, you know, and that's what, you know, so there's a comment that Tom just put up there about the more disciplined team. It's two weeks in a row now, Florida State's been the more disciplined team. It's actually yeah. three. I think that they've had fewer penalties than their opponent. Okay, Louisville might yeah. have had more too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but UNC was chippy. Oh yeah, I mean they they were trying to get Florida State to do some dumb stuff, and Florida State didn't do it, and UNC got called for it. Um, I, that's a, those are big steps, man. Those are big steps for this team. And to that point about the work, the question I had, you know, this is probably I don't know three or four weeks ago. I was talking to some friends of mine. I might have mentioned it to you off the air. Uh, but I had a tequila shot, so I'll mention, I'll mention it on Let, the Let's air. do it on the air. Let's do it on the air, yeah. You know, when I had my tweet in the summer that, that Mike Norvell can coach at the end of towards the end of preseason camp, yeah. that, look, this Mike Norvell can coach. What a friend of mine said to me was, okay, well, well that's your perspective. The You like you can see the way he coaches a practice, and you like it as a 50-year-old dude who has a you know career – and right. whatever else as a family mm-hmm. and all that does a 20 year 20 year old kid from miami or 20 year old kid from atlanta do they like it and do they respond to it the same way and i thought that was a fair question because it is you know we all do come from different experiences and dude he drives those guys you've been to practice he oh, yeah. is on those dudes and it is about the work that's not talk it is about the work and he makes those guys work hard and 
for them to turn it around here a little bit is a positive mm-hmm. sign. And then the way they reacted to that is cool, man. Like if he's a guy that's not driving them all the time, they don't react that way to get the day off. You Correct. Know? Hey, I always thought this, Ira, in in uh, well, you know, listen, I I don't want to get into perspective about you know we all come from somewhere, right? But I always thought this. You, it doesn't matter who you are as a coach. It doesn't matter if you're a white man, a black man, it doesn't matter what ethnicity, but you better be you. Right. You, you better be who the hell you are. And that has to be real. And the players have to know that. And, and when things get difficult, if you're unwavering, even if you're tough, there was a coach I had, Coach Rayford. He was ruthless, but I loved his ass, loved him because when the moment, when the moment was right and he could let his hair down a little bit, for lack of a better term, and you did everything that he wanted you to do as a segment group, that guy would have as much fun as anybody. But it was rare, and it was only if everything was buttoned up and you had put in the work, right? But you wanted to make him proud. And if and, and when that happened, like if something happened where you earned it, that guy would surprise you and say something hilarious, and everybody would just break out, like, yes, we got it. We got it from him, right? Because, because it didn't come cheaply. You had to earn it. Well, and, I think, and from, yeah. a Florida State, from a Florida State perspective, it's Mickey Andrews. Yes, of course. Ruthless. He used to say crazy stuff to those players. <laughs> but and we can't repeat those anymore. And it wouldn't have worked in the and modern make era. And make them run a million gassers. It's so funny, man. Yeah. Every time every time there's a holding call that the refs don't call and fans get all upset about it, I just think about Mickey Andrews saying, holding's a personal problem. <laughs> That's what he would say. Holding's yeah. a personal problem. Um, yeah, I don't yeah. give a crap. Yeah, you got yeah, you got to yeah. figure out a way to you make sure he's that. not holding you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Club but, his forearms. Yeah. But to your point, yeah. it was the way Mickey was when they stepped off the field, being a completely different guy. The love was genuine. The appreciation sure. was genuine, and he yeah. wanted it for them more yeah. sometimes than they probably did. And you got to have that. If you know that, if you get that from a coach, no matter what their background is, if you get that from a coach and and they're consistent and they don't waver when things get difficult and they hold you to a standard and they hold themselves to that standard too, then yeah, man, you got a chance. You can fight through some of the difficult times. You can fight through the relational uh, relationship breakdowns and and some of the issues where you may not get each other. Uh, There could be a disconnect. But if you believe that person's real and you think they're, you know, not only are they authentic, but they also care about you, um, and and they're hard on you, but for the right reasons. Right. Yeah, I think then then you see that. Now, listen, they've still got a ways to go. My understanding <laughs> is they still Plenty. got a long, yeah. But I, I will also say that I do think that kind of celebration reveals, and that kind of dedication to the game plan down ten to nothing on the road reveals, obviously, that they are bought in. There's no doubt that they're bought in. We kept saying that. Now. People get mad, and the retort is great. They're bought in. They've won one game, and now they've won two. Um, yeah, you got to get some wins along the way. So you get it, you, you'll get another one here against UMass. That'll be three, and then let's see what happens the rest of the way. I mean, God forbid you're in the fourth quarter of a 17-13 game against Clemson. I, you know yeah. that team yeah, yeah, doesn't. Yeah. That, that team doesn't look like they're excited about playing football right now. I uh, mean, I'm not. You know, so we'll see. Tom put up that question by Tildog about a. Uh, Whatever it was said at halftime of the Louisville game. Do you mm-hmm. think anything? Do you think something happened? Because ha- we've talked about it. It seemed like something changed in this team. I, was it just tired of getting their kick, their teeth kicked in? Yeah, or, I, or, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. There aren't too many. 
they haven't changed a lot of what they're doing. So something did happen. Maybe pride kicked in. Uh, maybe that just because they were steadfast and they just told him, look, man, at some point you guys got to make some plays. I do think you know? something, the other conversation I would love to know, and we'll probably never know is that before that Wednesday practice, when Jordan Travis took all the reps after mm-hmm. you know, missing the, I guess, missing the Louisville game mm-hmm. and not knowing if he was going to be available uh, against Syracuse. And then Wednesday, I mean, literally on Tuesday, I started thinking, man, he may be shutting this down. He had a knee brace. He wasn't his arm was his shoulder was bothering him. He wasn't really throwing. And I'm like, he may just shut this down and, and figure out what he's going to do after the season because the season obviously wasn't going the way he hoped. And now he's banged up in two different places. And then that Wednesday practice, dude, he came out, he took all the reps and went out and played against Syracuse the way he played. He started running the way Jordan Travis used to run. That's the thing to me that's been so amazing is just he's running like Jordan Travis again, whereas the first – even when he had opportunities, he had limited opportunities the first three or four games. But even when he had them, you just didn't see him run this way. And No, Tom Tom did a good – yeah, Tom did a good job. Um, I remember going into work – I don't remember which game it was. I don't remember which game it was. might have been the second time. And and Tom said, man, have you noticed that Jordan's just not – the opportunities are there. He just won't take off. And then that kind of made me look at it a little bit closer. I thought he was probably reluctant to run because he was trying to become a better passer. That's that's possible for sure. You know, and, at, at their at their yeah, kind of at their at their urging. Yeah, Could yeah, have at been. their behest, right? Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know. I and, I, and maybe we never will. Uh, maybe he was really banged up. I, I don't know what the answer is, but I do think. Um, Whatever it is, he's clearly healthy at the start of games right now. Whether he is at practice or not, I mean, clearly, you know, I don't know. Um, but I will say that he, um, uh, you know, again, uh, these I, I would never suggest that uh, these kids are, are taking anything before the games. I do know that in the NFL, Tordal is an amazing drug. And, um, and, and guys are able to get hey, out there and play. Speaking of which, how about my man Jimbo? So his quarterback last night gets hurt. I don't know if you were you watching the yeah. whole that whole. Oh, of course, it was incredible. Yeah. So his quarterback gets hurt. The kid's playing his butt off. Impressive. It was great. He yeah. gets hurt. Takes the shot on the knee. Goes in the injury tent. Jimbo follows him in the injury tent. Yeah. Uh, my only question is, did Jimbo do the shot? Like, did Jimbo? <laughs> did Jimbo... Come here, you son of a bitch. <laughs> My God, what's he doing? To the, have you ever seen a yeah. football coach going to an injury tip before? Yeah. And then listen, amazing. Now you listen to me. <laughs> you listen to me, God damn it. And if he We've did come it, too far. And if he, did, if he did it, I'm not sure I'm against it. But, <laughs> but it's just amazing. The guy comes back out and so, sure enough is running for a first down like three plays later. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was awesome. That, that would be the best. I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall. No, no. This is not how it's going to go down. Now, God what? damn it, give me the needle. Let me tell you something. What? Doc, what are you? why are you even feeling around there? What yeah, you- just shoot that shit. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I have worked my whole life to win this game. Exactly. You are not <laughs> Oh my gosh! Well, as soon as I saw Jimbo go in the injury tent, I was like, "Okay, that dude's coming back in. He's gonna I, get in the game." Yeah, this yeah. isn't a wrap. Um, he, cha- but- he, cha- he challenged everything about who that kid was, oh. that moment, who his parents were, where he came from, what kind of a man he thinks he is. Yeah, I mean, you name it. Oh you know? man! Yeah. 
Yeah, that would be yeah, that hey, would make me laugh. And how classic was that? It was just the whole thing was so vintage Jimbo. You get mm. your blank kicked by friggin' Mississippi State at home. You lose to Arkansas, and then you come back and beat Alabama. I mean, it's just it's like, oh my gosh, it's just so vintage Jimbo Fisher. Yeah, congratulations, uh, it's awesome. That's awesome. No, and I'll tell you something. By the way, uh, that Alabama defense, which got exposed in the second half against Florida, it, it's got some issues. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's it's got some issues. So that could be really interesting. I mean, I guess the one good thing is we get set to wrap here uh, in a few minutes. College football was not only great on Saturday, but we really are in in the midst of a, a better season, uh, even though Florida State's not. I mean, it's nice to know that, you know, Ohio State has a loss. Oregon, the team that beat him, has a loss. It's nice to see Alabama lose and look very vulnerable. Clemson is obviously not in the mix with two losses now. We can go on and on with a lot of these teams. You have some intrigue. Oklahoma survived Texas, but clearly they're vulnerable. Um, There are a lot of – I mean, Georgia's the only team that has looked like a national championship team. And even Georgia, like, do we trust that offense just no, yet? I mean, that's yeah. the thing. You feel like at some point they're going to run into an offense that puts up a lot of points, and they're just not going to be able to match it. That's. I mean, it'll be tough to do against yeah. that defense, but yeah. I mean, I do love watching Georgia play because they're not having any bullshit. They will hit you and then hit you, and and they know who they are, and I like that about them too. But I do think, obviously, you're going to need JT Daniels and not Stetson Bennett. You're going to need you're going to need a guy who can throw the ball down the field consistently at some point. Jeff Hill's question here. Um, thanks for the uh, the contribution, buddy. Um, thanks, Jeff. The uh, Corey's actually working on a story on that, and as best as he can tell, he can only, he's only having luck going back to 1980. Um, he's having a hard time finding point spreads before that. Uh, before the state, this is definitely looks like the biggest biggest. Uh, odds that they've overcome as an underdog. I mean, obviously in the '90s they were never an underdog. Maybe a point or two points against yeah, Miami yeah, or somebody. Yeah. Um, so it's not like they've had a lot of opportunities. But even including some of the t- 2000s, 2010s, and then back in the uh, '80s, uh, he went back to 2000 or to 1980 and couldn't find any situation where they were a bigger underdog. There's a couple of possibilities back before then. Oh um, sure. Yeah, but it's hard to tell. It's just hard to to verify because it's hard to get that information. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we weren't we weren't embracing the gambling the way we should have been back then. So it's hard to find those kinds of lines. Um, no, I did, that was huge. And you remember one thing I'll say. You know, we've done this on the air. Corey has done it. Ira, you've talked about it. I've talked about. It. Tom's talked about it. When you watch college football. Every weekend, there's some major upset. Every weekend, you see a team that has no business winning a game against a much higher-ranked team, and they do. And the question that we've asked somewhat rhetorically over the years is, how come we never do that? How come Florida State never is the one that they go, how about this upset, everybody? I think never – now, partly, Florida State for many years was not a big underdog. But I also think the problem is Florida State never sneaks up on anybody. Like Minnesota lost to Bowling Green or whatever, right? A couple weeks ago, I think. I mean, when Florida State shows up, even when Florida State's bad, people enjoy beating the crap out of Florida State. Oh, sure. So you don't have that benefit of ever sneaking up on anybody. Even yeah. when you're bad, people enjoy – like, man, you remember? I mean, you used to do the bit yeah. on your show about yeah. being Oh, we're like, down in the alley and they're yeah. killing us. Yeah, 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 <laughs> Everybody's yeah, yeah. taking their We're turn. drunk up against the dumpster and Wake Forest <laughs> walks by and spits on us. They like, revel uh, in it. So, yeah, yeah it's, uh, that's yeah. – 
that's the problem. You can never sneak up on anybody. No, it's true. It's true. Hey, this was fun. An hour went by really quickly. That's because, of course, Morris Day won. Cheers, Ira. Uh, here's to another win the next time we do one of these, which will be probably another win. Um, get some, Walt Bell. Get some. Yeah, come, come get you some, Walt. Um, although did, you see, he, he, did you see his celebration? He got his second win there, right? But did you see his celebration in the no, locker room? No. Dude, he, he went straight stone cold. I mean, he like – that two beers smashed oh, him. He was, it was awesome, which is so, like cool, man. That's funny. I, you you should, you should. Yes. Did you see? Uh, okay, on that note, real quick, did you see? And it did make me laugh. Uh, I mentioned that Dan Orlovsky did the color for our game. Well, you know, he went to UConn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, that's right. and they, they showed the highlight was of he a UMass. Quarterback? Was he yeah, a quarterback? he was a quarterback there. Yeah. They showed the highlight of UMass being UConn, and he goes, I can't believe we lost to UMass. And he just sat there silent, <laughs> and the podcast partner just kept going. I got to give him credit. He was just like, yeah. all right. Um, last thing, we're doing a shot for every win before the season is over, fellas. Sure, uh, buddy. I'll, I've got, I'll, this, I'll commit to it. This Don Julio is not going to drink itself, Jeff. I will be there to take some Don Julio from your cup, sir, and we will celebrate each win that way at the start of the Sunday Smash. We That's our commitment that's to you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, our thanks to Tom Lang and our thanks to all of you. Ira, love you, buddy. I'll see you on Tuesday. And uh, you guys be good. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday night. Enjoy the football. And uh, yep. peace. Talk soon.